You ever want to give up on dating relationships and men forever? I get it. There's only so many times you can get ghosted, used, insulted, embarrassed, and heartbroken before you start to think that you'd be better off alone. If you're frustrated and confused as to why it's so hard to find a quality man and you want to find the strength to keep on going, you definitely want to listen to this Love You podcast where I'm going to tell you exactly what to do when you're at your lowest. Stick around. I'm Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You podcast. Keep listening to learn five things to do when you are over dating. When we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. So I got a lot more material where this came from. I've got an entire month of Love You on confidence. I've got an entire digital program called Believe in Love. It's a 250-page book, 65-page workbook, six hours of audio. It's a lot. But we're going to try to give you five good tips in the next five, ten minutes that hopefully you could take into your real life and start to implement because you're at a crisis point if you are thinking of giving up on love. To begin, uh, number one, Take a breather, but a short breather. That's important, right? When people go on long long breaks from dating, they basically relegate themselves to, to being out of a relationship for an indefinite amount of time. So most of my clients in Love You who ended up coming to me are coming off of taking six months off, a few years off after a breakup. I've got one client right now who does the exact opposite. She's been with me for a year. She's had four boyfriends in that year. And that's her greatest strength. Maybe she brings boyfriends on a little bit too quickly without vetting them, but she does not stay alone or stuck for long. When she's relationship is over, she'll take a couple days to mourn. She'll reactivate her online dating profile and then she could recharge and move on. And what she notices and what I think you'll notice too is however bad you're feeling, there's always another person out there. And so love you saying that the guy you're seeing is not the last man on earth. So we need to stop treating him like he's the last man on earth. He's just the guy who was here at this time who you might not have even known six months ago. I know that's very logical when it's this is an emotional thing. But you really want to say, yeah, you're allowed to recharge. Yeah, you're allowed to feel sad. What you don't want to do is put yourself on, a sh- on the shelf and take yourself out of circulation for too long. Right? You can spend your whole life healing and perfecting and doing the inner work. And if you don't go on dates, you will not have love. In Love You, clients break up. I respect their, time, their need for a breather, but that breather is usually a week or two, right? rather than two months, three months, one year. Next, consider where you're responsible for your situation. It's a little bit harder, right? Because it's so much easier to blame the man du jour about what he did wrong to you. The problem is that there's no learning in blaming men for being bad. Even if you're completely right that he's a terrible person, he's a liar, he's a cheater, he's a loser. All of that doesn't change the bottom line. So... We all have to kind of consider what we're bringing to the table when it comes to relationships. How did I find myself here? There were times in my life that I was dating from a very weak and needy place. I was unemployed. I was depressed in my late 20s. And I would take anybody who came along. And 
the girlfriends I had at the time were reflective of the fact that I didn't have particularly high standards at the time. And there were times in my early to mid thirties that I was more of a player and was just having a good time hooking up. There were times that I was singularly focused on my career and didn't allow much daylight for dating. There were times that I overvalued women, right? based on external characteristics like, oh, she's really attractive or has a great educational pedigree, things that I thought mattered that I was undervaluing things like kindness and character. So I'm just giving you my examples of here's a time in my life that I was overcorrecting this way. Here's times in my life I was overcorrecting this way. But these are all things that I'm responsible for. The women that I dated who I'm not necessarily proud of they're reflections of me and the choices that I made. So as opposed to getting upset at the latest cheating, emotionally unavailable narcissist that, that trampled on your emotions, ask yourself why you're choosing to date and continue to stay with such unhealthy men in the first place. It's more empowering because it's going to be able to provide an answer to you. It's going to unlock what your patterns are so you can make different choices in the future instead of dating the same man in a different body and then blaming the man for being a jerk, right? Jerks can't do anything to you if you don't date them. <laughs> that's that's true. If you, if you don't date them, they can have no impact on you whatsoever. Next, don't make your source of pain or weakness into your primary identity. I like this one. I don't think I've ever said that before, but I, I, I find it to be important. It's not that... If you're a single woman of a certain age and you've had 10, 20, 30 years of, of disappointment and heartbreak that you're wrong for feeling that disappointment and heartbreak and having it have a, a profound impact on how you view the world. It's that there's so much more to you than that that's worthy, that's great. So why put the anger, the disappointment, the bitterness, the insecurity out into the world constantly. So we, we go back to effective versus ineffective, right? You're not wrong for feeling what you're feeling. It's that putting that negative energy out into the world doesn't really serve a, a practical purpose. And whatever it does is actually going to backfire on you. Negativity is a very fair and honest emotion when faced with challenging situations. But negativity is pretty much never attractive to anybody. If you wouldn't want to go out with some guy who's constantly talking trash about his ex-wife or ripping on all the women of Los Angeles or going on and on about how shallow everybody on the dating apps is, you don't like going out with that guy? Don't be that guy. Real life, including work, involves lots of ups and downs. It's how you respond to those things that is going to determine how people feel about you. And you're going to go much further in life if you focus on the positives and what you can control instead of obsessing about the negative things in the past that you can't control. So there's a reason I'm sharing this advice. This is challenging, right? But this is a more positive reframe for when you choose to get back out there, you're going to get back out there as a more confident, self-aware person. Next, remember that dating is all failure until it's a success. And that makes dating different than just about anything that you do where you get to see sort of proof of progress as you go by. You could play piano, you could go on a weight loss journey, 
You could climb in your company and get a raise or a promotion. Where dating itself is failure, 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 failure. It's like being on a treadmill where you're not actually getting anywhere. Right? But that's more perception than reality too because you are going somewhere. You just can't see it. You're getting in shape, right? Like being on a treadmill and not actually moving forward. You're not on a, you're not running a, a marathon where you go 26 miles. You're on a treadmill, so you're going nowhere, but you're staying fit. And how are you staying fit, right? Bring this back to dating. You're gaining experience, wisdom, confidence, self-awareness, clarity about the kind of guy that you want, about the kind of guy that you don't want, what kind of men you're willing to put up with, learning to say no quicker. This is the value. If you're dating and you're not learning anything, you're not doing it right. So the only reason I get to do this job is I went on 300 dates and they weren't all winners. But by the end of my single journey, my girlfriends, the choices I was making with women were getting progressively better year after year. I was getting closer and closer to the kind of woman who would become my wife. I predict that if you learn from your mistakes and you understand that everything's a failure until you get one right and suddenly you're married and you're done forever, if you keep that mindset that you're actually on a journey and that each successive relationship is not a waste of your time, you're going to do great right? because you're persevering and learning from your mistakes instead of just blindly repeating your mistakes without knowing why. Finally, consider the alternative to dating, which is being alone for the rest of your life. So while you may be at a low point right now and you're entitled to be at a low point, I'm not going to try to talk you out of being at a low point because of online dating burnout or some guy doing the slow fade or spending three years with someone who didn't want to get married or putting up with a verbally abusive relationship or all the many, many ways in which women come to me and come to love you. You're entitled to those feelings. But when you consider how old you are right now and what, how much time you have left, do you really want to make a decision today that lasts forever? Do you really want to decide in your pain right now at age 30, 40, 50, 60, that you're going to relegate yourself to a status quo and as if you're cursed to wander the worth world alone to make that decision because of the pain you're feeling today? Of course you don't want to make that decision. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, there's no decision you would want to make today, right? Whether it's on your job or your house or anything that you'd want to make that decision for when you're 70. Right? So right now, in this moment, you want to find love. You're just not having success. You don't know what you're doing wrong. You don't trust your judgment. You have a broken man picker and don't know how to fix it. And that's why I created Love You, which is my signature program that helps women like you fix the broken man picker, trust their judgment, and find lasting love. And if you are burnt out, on dating, online dating, relationships, and men, and you don't know what to do different. You know there's a problem, but you don't know what to do different or where to get started. Please apply to Love You, and I will help you get the life of your dreams before you even know it. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Thank you for tuning into the Love You podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please share an honest review on Apple. More reviews equals more awareness of the Love You podcast and more love in the world. And if you have everything except a man and you want to have a happy, healthy relationship, I can help you. 
can love you, you will gain confidence, learn to trust your judgment, and find a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click to watch my free video. When you're done, you could apply to Love You to join hundreds of other smart, strong, successful women in a coaching community where women like you actually get the love you deserve. I'll see you there.